Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. We'd love to hear from you here on the Retirement Solution Podcast. You can always drop us an email with any questions for John at retirementsolutionradio.com. And it's interesting right now in your industry, in the financial world, there seems to be this push for zero trading fees by companies like Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity. They've all announced in the last few weeks, John, the zero commission trading. But is this a good thing? It. You do love I it. I love it. Okay. I love this. In my office, my firm has only used uh, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, and Schwab for the past seven years. Oh, okay. That, that's all we've used. And we've been beating those guys up. We've been beating them up for a long time. And hey, listen, why are we paying commissions on stock trades and ETFs? They're not that complicated. Um, they don't require a whole bunch of effort. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And here's the, what we typically heard. Well, guys, we don't work for free. Uh, and so because of that, you know, we got to charge something. Yeah. Uh, before now, most of them were around like seven bucks or less. So they were pretty low. But I love the fact that they've made them zero cost. I think this is a great thing. But if you look at it, all those big, huge brokerage houses, <laughs> they haven't announced that. Right. Merrill Lynch and, and Hilliard Lines haven't walked out and said, yes, we're going to zero fees too. They're going right now. Son of a monkey. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to afford my Mercedes payment, Steve. <laughs> And, and I think that's a good thing. I think that we should, in this industry, make things less expensive that they can be done that way. That's the whole point to having economies of scale and finances. So I really applaud. Here's my golf clap. <laughs> this is my golf clap to uh, Schwab for starting this off, Ameritrade for literally being one day on their heels, which meant that they knew that they were going to have to go that way. And Fidelity mm-hmm. took a couple weeks, but I think that these three guys are leading, they're going to lead the industry. This technically makes them less expensive because you can get anything on their platform. It makes them less expensive than owning Vanguard at Vanguard. <gasps> oh. What? Oh, see, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal because instead of just owning one company like a Vanguard or a, or a TAII Cref, both of them are considered very quality for their low costs. Mm-hmm. Instead, you can own a major platform where you can potentially put anything under the sun you want on it, like on the TD Ameritrade platform. That's the one that our firm uses primarily more than all the rest because you can literally own anything under the sun that you want on that platform. And now there's no commissionable cost to it. I love that. I think it's great. But I think there's some caveats to that though, Jennifer. There has to be. I mean, I kind of look at these announcements and say, okay, what's in it for Wall Street here? But actually MarketWatch pointed out an interesting angle that I hadn't thought about here. And that is that people might be likely to trade even more often now, not giving it the thought before they put in a buy or sell order because there's no cost involved. So is that a bad thing for us as average investors? Well, it could be. And so think about this for a second. So basically what the Market Watch uh, article said, because I read this, it was talking about basically misuse of something that's free. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a quick example. So if you go up there to my side of town, if you go to the local Chick-fil-A, the local Chick-fil-A who, I'll be honest with you, for a fast food service place, they have impeccable service. Yeah. It's not perfect every day. Don't get me wrong. But when you, when you say, yeah, I'm sorry, can I get a refill on my, my Coke Zero or whatever? It's like, oh, it's my pleasure. Mm-hmm. They jump to it. They're really quick. But here's what I noticed. They used to have all those condiments out there. 
Yeah, they used to have hot sauce, yeah. all these little individual things of ketchup, all these things. I mean, they had like everything, like individual mayonnaise. They had like everything you could possibly want in your life. It always used to be up there for free and available for everyone. Mm-hmm. But recently, they don't have that at all. It's As a matter of fact, counter, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so you have to tell them exactly how many you want. And you get to feel like that heel. <laughs> if you said, because you got three kids or two kids, like, well, I say three kids because I eat like a kid. <laughs> but when you get three of us out there that really need like three ketchups to have a couple nuggets and a couple fries, it feels weird to say, yeah, I need uh, three fries and 11 ketchups, please. <laughs> it makes you feel bad about it. But the point is, it's because of misuse, okay? Mm-hmm. So something was free. And the whole point is, is that it was costing every one of their stores thousands and thousands of dollars to have it be free. Now, the reason I say this is because anything that's out there that's free is probably going to be misused. And so just because someone thinks, okay, yeah, I can move this stock up and down and left and right anytime I want at no cost, I'm going to do that a lot. Here's my question. What are you investing for? Just because it's inexpensive or free to move it, quote unquote, or do you have a long-term vision? Because I, Jennifer, I'll be honest with you. I don't know anyone that makes more money in their portfolio just because they can move the money whenever they want. Right. As a matter of fact, yeah. I would dare say that if we move the money too much, we're probably making very egregious errors. Yeah. We're probably going to misuse that free. And so in the example I gave earlier, the, the cost was to the store. I think the cost is going to be to the client's portfolios if they misuse this. Okay. That's one of the bigger things. I think that it can be misused. And I think it's going to cost a lot of people a lot of money because emotions are actually what cause us to make or lose money in the markets. It's really not the investments we own. Right. Ooh, what? What was that, John? What, say that again? That made no sense at all. <laughs> what you just said is, is absurd and ridiculous. But there yeah. are actually studies that back this oh. up. There, there are dozens of studies, all academic-based research studies, in like the Journal of Accountancy and the Journal of Investing and things like that. But the more prominent one is the Dalbar study. Mm-hmm. Now, the Dalbar study is not created for the individual investor. <laughs> oh, no. You have It's created access. for all of the financial professionals in the industry huh. so that they can see how their advice is taken or not taken and if it's good for the client or not. See, these things are good. These are good studies that let us know, hey, I told those people not to put all their money in that that, that GE stock. They didn't listen. They lost half their life savings and now they're blaming me. It lets you know, is it good advice or bad advice? It's an interesting thing. Dabar says it's the emotions that cause nearly 90% of the losses in our portfolio. Wow. Only 10% of the losses in our portfolio are often the root of the actual investment performance. If we're looking at it for a full market cycle. Mm -hmm. So take your pick, but a full market cycle typically is between three and five years. Uh, The current market cycle is about 11 years deep. So it's a little long in the tooth, but but the idea is in a standard market cycle, 90% of the losses come actually from emotions, not investment management. (gasps) That's really important to know. And it's really important for all financial professionals to know that. Those that think, oh, I have the greatest strategy in the world. (laughs) No, it's, it's, are you controlling emotions correctly? Do you know your maximum drawdown? Do you know how much potential risk you have in your portfolio? How are you going to make your income work if your portfolio goes down? See, those are the main things. But I think there are some other issues, Jennifer, though, about the zero trade cost thing I think are going to be potentially they could have some bigger issues. So outside of emotions, though, one of the bigger things I'm fearful that we'll see is tax costs. 
Yeah. And, and here's the reason why. So if you're maneuvering your money inside of your IRA or your 401k or your Roth, there potentially aren't any real tax consequences, right? Yeah, right. Like you can sell something in there and buy something else and there should not be any real tax consequences. Now, having said that, some people are going to do this in the regular trading account just because they can sell something or buy something at no cost. I'm fearful that they're going to start making very poor choices and it's going to cost them a fortune in taxes. And remember, when it comes down to retirement, our largest expense in retirement is going to be taxation. Right. So I, I shudder to think that even though we've had a great service done to us uh, in the financial industry by potentially having a, a firm that gives us no uh, transaction costs for and commissions on trades, I'm very fearful this is going to cause a lot of us to make some really poor tax choices. And I hope we don't do that. If we don't understand our taxes, we don't understand our finances. And that's what we're going to live off of in retirement. It all works together. But uh, the great thing there, what you and your team do, John, is actually you do that fee analysis as part of that portfolio review. And a lot of people are surprised when you kind of peel back the layers because it's not just the individual stock trades, ETF trades. It's the mutual funds inside your 401ks, the mutual funds. Maybe Absolutely. you were sold by a broker. There's a lot of layers to fees, but you guys actually help break that down for someone. It's really important because I'll be honest, it is very hard to find a lot of these real answers. I know that before I was ever even in this industry, the 401k that I had, I was told that, that I didn't have to pay a fee for that 401k. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought that was great. Uh, lo and behold, what I found out was is that I did have a cost in that 401k and it wasn't terrible, but it was about 1.9%. Hmm. Now, the difference in saying that is that I was told or I heard or I thought, let, let's go back, we're talking 30 years ago, 25 years ago, I, I uh, thought that I was paying no fees, but instead I was paying nearly 2%. Now, do the math on that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you thought you were paying no fees or very low fees and instead you're paying 2%, Realistically, over uh, the course of working, that could be the difference of nearly 50% of the difference of a retirement portfolio. Now, what do I mean by that? It means if you're paying 2% more in fees for 25 to 30 years of working, the difference is having 250 grand when you could have potentially had closer to $500,000. Big difference. <laughs> so wow. does it make a difference? Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> so that's one of the things that for everyone that takes our classes at the UofL Shelby campus on whoever calls into the show, we want them to know what they're paying. Not because you have to got to change it, guys. It's just because if you don't know what you're paying, then you don't really have a good understanding of should you stay where you are or should you not? If you're paying very low fees and you know it, sweet. That means that you're in an awesome spot. You may not have to make any changes at all. But if you're paying a lot of money, you don't want to leave 20 or 30 years worth of income on the table just because you didn't know. In this situation, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is pain and suffering, and I don't want anyone going through that that is worth putting in the time to find it out on their own. Have questions for John? Drop us an email at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.